0: All he's got to do is train, ride, and be a celebrity. <laughs> That's it. That's right. it. Right,
1: right, right.
2: It's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode. Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Miracle.
0: Pipes, episode 143. It's our Spoken Wheel episode. We're kicking off the roundtable style series. We're going to be talking about motorcycle racing and overall the state of motorcycle racing in the United States. And we'll compare that with perhaps other countries, different forms of racing, with a nice panel of guests for the evening. Uh, Brother Hogan's a little tied up tonight, so we will start... Let's see, he's not to my east, to my south. Johnny John, Spider Silk. What's happening?
3: Not much, man. You're, you're, you're north of me today?
0: I think so, right? Richmond is north of you?
3: Yeah, it's, no, it's north uh, east. So yeah. North
0: and, and east.
3: Yeah, a little bit. How, how is everything up in there, good old Richmond? And chilly. It's gotten cold
0: in a hurry around here.
3: Well, just wait for the weekend. It's going to be 70 degrees this weekend. I know,
0: 70 on Sunday, just in time to travel again.
3: Yeah, well, it's some rain. So, what beverage you got, my friend? Uh you you have none? No, I have none.
0: Oh, where's my wah wah sound effect?
3: Wah wah Nothing.
0: Water, tea. Nothing.
3: Chocolate there's some, milk. There's some tea over here. Fireball. Okay. Fireball. I, I, I got Jim bean Fire. That you know. <laughs> hey Roger. We got, oh man, we can't do that yet. But uh, I got some Jim Beam Fire. You know, can pop that open yeah. over here. Uh, a little
0: foreshadowing, very nice. Well, on this end, I have a Lagunitas IPA, keeping it fairly simple. And if I need backup, I see a Yingling Logger over there with my name on it. Ooh, nice, good old Yingling. All right, let's go ahead and bring in our panel for this evening, and just a quick rundown on on how we intend to run these Spoken Wheel episodes, um, titled by. The one, the only, Dangerous Dave. Thank you for that. And first on our panel, you've heard him before. He was down at Barber with us, completed a pretty big cross-country trip with John. That would be Mr. Roger Smith, known in the clubhouse as Nobby Tire. What's happening?
4: Hey, how's it going tonight, everyone? Not bad. I got a Candy Lime Green 2015 Kawasaki Concourse. Yes, sir. Uh, I guess my name is Roger Smith. Retire for those. You guess of, who? Uh... You
3: guess. <laughs> yeah. This week. This week. What's what's Mrs. <laughs> calling you this week?
4: <laughs> well, you better not put that on the show.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> well, given given all that, is there a beverage nearby, or two, or three?
4: There is. Yeah, It's stopped and got me a six pack of Ten Barrel Brewing. Pray for snow winter ale. And first. <laughs> And it's, and it's in a can.
0: Winter, yeah. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. Dramatic pause.
3: Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, nice. Very nice.
5: <sighs> yeah.
3: So, uh, did you drive yourself, or did you have to miss a drive you down there? We won't discuss that on
4: Oh, public. Oh,
1: <laughs>
4: of course oh. I'm not driving. That's <laughs> not
3: not what the doctor. Right, that, that's a into.
1: slack discussion i guess
3: yeah that's, that's, a side that's channel for later. okay <laughs> great glad you're okay roger
1: L- listeners are gonna have to join patreon to uh <laughs> to find out <laughs> what
0: happened that's right well now you've
1: heard the voice let's move on to
0: chris geis he is known as old man slacker he's also a co-host on the throttle podcast so chris welcome thank you thank you good to be with you guys and
1: uh, actually, I'm really glad to be in on this initial uh, spoken wheel roundtable. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so as well. And beverage of the evening is a New Belgium Citadelic Tangerine IPA. Oh,
0: that's a good one. That's a good one. Very, re-
1: yeah. very refreshing. <laughs> that is a good
0: one. It's getting a little chilly for that one, but it's still good beer.
1: It is, but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pretending it's warmer. It's freezing today, so. <laughs>
0: Now you have a garage that has been swelling over the last year and a half. So, what are you riding?
1: Well, I mean, first to set the stage, it, it is a fairly small garage, so I don't want to give listeners the wrong impression, but <laughs> we, we we do have three motorcycles in it. So, I've got well, the scenes. Uh, I've got the Kawasaki Z900RS, which is mostly what I ride. Uh, I've still got the Kawasaki Vulcan S, which was my first bike, and then uh, Gina's got her Indian Scout 60. And uh, we'll be going to uh, the IMS show this uh, I'm a show show this Saturday in uh, New York city. So it's going to be Goodness. interesting to see what happens. Cause she's got her eye on a triumph. So <laughs> <laughs> cool. I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to fit it in the garage, but we'll see.
0: Can't wait to see that. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And both, both Nobby and old man Slacker have both been on the show before. And another voice that you've heard on the show recently, as we, as we generally fallen over the Isle of man. So we, had the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Sean Birch from Edgefield. No, Antique Cycles Edgefield. Let me get that right. <laughs> Welcome back, Sean.
2: Hey, thanks. Glad, glad to be here. Glad y'all had me again.
0: No problem. And beverages to the south. You're farther south from John.
2: Well, it is you know cold and flu season. So tonight I am partaking of Wild Turkey 101 for medicinal purposes. So
1: nice nice i'm hopping on a plane i'm gonna come join you There you
0: go. <laughs> very nice and i know you have a just a garage full of bikes but what what's your what would you say is your your most what am i trying to say daily ride or yeah kind of your go-to bike
2: well the go-to bike is still going to be the the 97 uh goldwing gl 1500 mm-hmm. uh but here lately, that, that's still my touring bike, and especially when the wife and I go together. Uh, but I've got the 2003 uh, Honda Pan-European ST-1300 for single touring, and the right. 71 BMW R75-5 is my Sunday bike, and as well as the uh, 66 Honda 305 Dream until it sells. Yeah, so those are the main ones.
0: I think they call that showing off
1: i was gonna say i think sean actually has an eight days right like like my my eight days has all these imaginary vehicles but i think sean actually has it
2: hey you know if we start going into project bikes i mean it's it's going to get extensive so hey and i'm and i'm already lamenting selling the uh the 65 super cub that just uh it leaves next week on a on a transport truck going to texas but still still in the stable right now but I've already Uh cashed the check, so it's no longer mine. So,
1: gotcha. Okay.
0: Very nice. Very nice. All right. Let's fire off our new topic. All right. We are talking racing this evening. And specifically, um, we're going to talk about the state of motorcycle racing. And later in the show, we may. We may expand that into cars or boats or planes, whatever you're into, a little bit. But I think we'll start with motorcycles. That's more of our thing. And, of course, this being a spoken wheel, we're going to try to do this roundtable style. And I don't know if we'll get any opposing viewpoints. That would be more interesting if we did. But if we don't, it'll be fun nonetheless. So I think first we want to get a little racing pedigree, I guess you will. Not necessarily pedigree, but, you know, what everyone likes to watch, what we're into, what kind of racing we go to. And that'll sort of set the stage for what everyone likes. And then we'll dive into some more of the topics. So I'll start with my kind of my favorites. I only attended one motorcycle race in person this year, and that would be the vintage racing at Barber. So that was my only in-person event. And in terms of television, I watched course the isle of man tt several times in on the review uh, review dvd and i also watched i would say about half of world superbike maybe two moto gp races and probably two or three um moto america races as well later in the year thanks to old man Slacker, thank you for that You're welcome and plans for next year i guess is the third part is of course, I'll watch the Isle of Man. I will probably watch um, more Moto America than I did this past year. And I have not renewed my video subscription for World Superbike. So I don't know if I'll be watching much of that and may try to get some more Moto GP. So it'll be kind of a split between Moto America, uh, Moto GP, and what we'll talk about later, maybe some of the AMA uh, support series or non professional series. Um, that I found recently also thanks old man slacker <laughs> two for two, buddy. You're welcome again. Cheers. All right. So Nobby, lay us, lay it on us. Any events in person other than barber? Cause I know you saw that sitting right next to me and John. The,
4: the races i went to this year, um, in April, I went to the arena cross in Portland. I went to the, um, northwest nitro pro hill climb in may i went to harbor like you just said yep. um those are the only three events i went through this year uh, most of the most of the, the racing i follow the most is motocross and supercross uh, that's kind of what's led me into the rest i have followed motocross and supercross for 25 years and I this year I started watching MotoGP a little bit of World Superbike, um, so yeah, I'm delving into the to the street side of stuff. But my 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 heart is in is in motocross.
0: Gotcha, and I'm assuming that a, a ton of TV watching for that as well. Correct?
4: Yeah, yeah, most of you know, adamantly I watched all of the supercrosses and motocross races, and, and, and it, it seems like. Most of the stuff you can watch now is not broadcast on TV. You got to watch it on the internet. You have to stream huh. the stuff either live or 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 uh, watching it, watching yep. it after. All right. The races I'm going to go to. I'll probably go to washu next year, the Motocross National. Uh, I'll probably go to another hill climb next year. And uh, talking about this is not motorcycle, but. Going to the NHRA drag race, the
0: Seattle National in in Seattle, maybe. Ah, a little drag yep. racing, very nice, very nice. Yeah,
5: I've is, is that while. Brother Hogan
0: I heard in the background?
5: Yes, you did, baby, How Sean. Sean Pila. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had I had to do that one time.
5: <laughs> I, hear I appreciate that. How uh, you fellas this evening?
0: We're hanging in there. So you got a beverage for us and then we'll we'll continue our
5: round table. Sounds good. Yep, I do. I'm drinking a blue moon mango wheat tonight.
0: Mango wheat.
5: Interesting. Mango. Yeah, it is. It's quite interesting. It's better than I thought it would be. That beats my beer on the sweet side.
1: Yeah, that beats my Tangerine IPA. He's got mango. That's exotic.
5: Yeah, it's kind of Costa Rican. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I bet you, brother.
5: Hear you. (laughs) All right. Well, Chris will go next.
0: um, But I do have a quick question for Roger. What was the name of the hill climb event again?
4: The Northwest Nitro Pearl Hill Climb.
0: Nice. Is that an AMA event? AMA sanctions?
4: You know, the AMA is a shell of what it used to be. Um, (laughs) So I don't think they sanctioned much of anything
0: anymore. (laughs) Or was that split off? Man, that might have, there was a that might have been split off at some point.
4: They don't sponsor any of the motocross stuff anymore, or they're not the sanctioning body for motocross or for Supercross anymore. They sold off the Daytona rights. They're a shell of what they used to be. So I, I don't believe it is an AMA sanctioned event.
0: Yeah. Well, on the pro racing side, and not to go too deep into that yet, but they still do a a bunch on the amateur side, don't they? I know they sold all the rights to the pro racing, but maybe I don't know to be honest. I, but yeah, almost all of the pro
4: stuff they sold off. I all think right. the only thing that they sanction anymore is flat
0: track. We will get into that here shortly. All right, old man, slacker. What did you see this year?
1: All right, so the the only motorcycle race I've seen in person uh was actually this this uh this year in october was the uh moto america championship of new jersey which i believe was the ninth round the second second to last round for the season uh it was an awesome race really really good uh actually we're planning to go again this year so that's definitely on the list um we were talking a little bit before we started recording i'm hoping to be able to meet up with Whoever, you know, from the crew is going down to the MotoGP GP race in Texas. So we'll see on that one. And then oh. uh the other thing I'm looking at, I actually wanted to do it this year and just whatever, just timing and scheduling wise didn't happen. But actually, I'm hoping it's on the calendar this year. Uh American Flat Track was racing in New Jersey, also, I believe, towards the end of the season. <clears throat> so I'd love to see a American Flat Track race live as well. Very nice. And then uh yeah, and then as far as you know, watching on TV. There's definitely not enough time to watch everything I want to watch. Um, there's a lot of stuff we record. We gotta look at it as we can. Now, you know, Gina's got the the Indian Scout 60, so of course we have to watch American Flat Track whenever we get a chance. Um, so we definitely were watching that. And then the beginning of the season, I, I started out really more with MotoGP, and we'll kind of I guess get into that a little bit later when we talk about the you know the state of racing and, and whatnot. Uh, right. Because I I kind of really at the beginning of the year was kind of a moto gp snob and i'll explain that later and then uh as the season went on i shifted more started watching a little world superbike and then really all my attention went on moto america in part because i've been covering that for uh you know on the throttle motorcycle podcast and so Yeah. yeah for the for the coming year um I'd like to follow all of them I really would I mean they're they're all great series it's going to be probably mostly Moto America I want to try to start covering World Superbike on throttled and then if I can squeeze in Moto GP for sure and uh, do what I can to keep up on the American flat track what one thing that was nice with Moto America is um, they make you know it's, it's a delay but they make most of them well, all the races available on YouTube. And yes. so I I just started actually downloading them onto my phone and then I've, I've got a two hour commute each way every morning into New York city or morning and afternoon. So I just been watching on the train and subway, you know, so I can easily get through one or two races <laughs> on a commute. So it works out nice. Nice. Yeah. and, and, nice. It's, and for Now it's available for free. So I don't know, you know, how we'll talk about that later too. You know, I don't know how long that'll last, but right now, You know, Moto America, I think, doesn't have a big enough following that they could charge for that stuff. Eventually, they may, but uh, now enjoy it for free while you can. Nice.
0: And if you can watch it live, it's on uh, BN Sports, I believe. BN Sports. Yep. 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 All right. Let's move down to Mr. Birch. What did you attend this year? I know you've obviously been to the Isle of Man. We talked about that. You've been to Moto GP. What did you cover in the last twelve months?
2: In the last twelve months, I've gone to really only gone to two uh two races both of the MotoGP. i went to uh circle of the americas in austin in uh april to see uh, the motor the only american MotoGP gp race and then on my european trip this year i uh, got to go to uh to the MotoGP gp race in asin at the Assen tt track uh, and got to see got to see that race in person and uh, that one was a uh, that was pretty cool. Had, uh, had VIP passes given to me by a friend, so I highly recommend it if you go to a race. That's the only way to see it. So, uh, but yes, those are the only two races I went to this year. Isle of Man was last year. Uh, hoping to get out there again uh, next year, but uh, but in person, just the two MotoGP races, and and, and and on TV, I religiously watch the MotoGP races every every week. I, I try to get up and watch them live. Right. Uh sometimes the, the it is on especially when they when they do the little uh, Asian loop and since it's like one or two in the morning, usually they're the next morning on uh, on uh recorded delay. Uh I watch a little bit of uh Superbike, World Superbike, and uh, a little bit of Motor America. I just just can't seem to get I want to watch those. I want to get into it, but it's just you know, it's it's like it's like when you watch professional football and then you slip back into watching like High school football, and, it's, and I hate to make that, it, it's not really that big of a jump. It's just different. It's just, I don't yeah. know, it's just something about the feel of it that it's, it's not like pro versus amateur. They're all pro racers. Uh, but I try, I want, especially Moto America, I want to support it and I want to follow it. I just, I can't, just Moto GP just seems to be what I love. And uh, growing yeah. up, I went to a lot of motocross and uh, even some hill climbs and, and enjoyed that. I really like watching the flat track. I really, I want that's something else I want to do this year is really getting into more of the, uh, the American flat track. Cause that, that's a, uh, that's kind of the up and coming sport. And that's, that's, you know, I mean, it's been out there forever, but it seems to be kind of gathering a new, uh, new momentum. And, uh, I think Indian coming back is kind of, kind of what's driven that, but, um, uh, but yeah, that's the only two races I saw in person this year was the, uh, the motor GP in Austin and the motor GP in, uh, the Netherlands.
0: Okay. And I think I know the answer to this, but John, did you, watch any racing this year for motorcycles
3: (laughs) i don't think so unfortunately (laughs) did you watch
0: it barber or did you just sit there with your eyes closed
3: no i watched it barber i mean i had okay well yeah i mean live was barber um (laughs) so you get one i mean yeah and hey chris talking about that didn't you watch any racing at barber
1: i i did but honestly like not not as much as i think i should have um it it just you know it was account yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it was constantly going on, pretty much, which was really cool. But it, it wasn't until, I think, Sunday that we actually, we had gone through the last bit of the museum, and then we just went out, sat on the lawn behind the the Barber Museum while they were doing the uh, the sidecar race, which was really cool. That was really cool to watch.
3: Yeah, and that's it, Rich. And I don't think I've got a chance to watch anything because, I don't know, every time I get around to it, I wouldn't think about it and be, like, done and pass. Meaning you'd be out riding. Possibility?
0: <laughs> yeah. Possibility, yeah. my foot. <laughs> All right, one more. Let's hear from Brother Hogan before we turn this into more of a roundtable. What's your what's your preference for motorcycle racing and how much did you watch this year?
5: Well, uh, the only thing I was able to watch in person was the Barber race, the vintage uh, race there, um, yep. you know, f- from the different styles of racing they had at that vintage. Let's see, anything on TV other than the old um, Isle of Man racing? I wanted to catch up on that and watch this year that I'm waiting on that CD from you to do that. (laughs) You'd be waiting a while. I I I bought it digitally. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. No worries.
2: That one might have a little bit of drool. Be careful when you get that, brother Hogan. Maybe may be some drool on that DVD. You know how he is about. You know how he is about the Isle of Man.
5: He's got his. <laughs> he's rubbed himself all over that one. I can imagine. <laughs> Come on. Keep it and, magic. Come on. And, yeah. and the
0: last one I had, I think it was the sixteen or seventeen I lent to him, and after like a month, I was like. So, um, are you done?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get that back, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: coming back this way, right?
5: (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, it was funny. I pulled it out when you were here last. I pulled it out to give it to you. And it's still on the shelf where I left it to give it to you. So. Nice. Yeah. It's just a reminder to give it back. I might have to mail it to you, but anyway. Just make sure Um, you have it
0: on the TV next time when I come over
5: right exactly that's a good excuse to meet somewhere in the middle and drink some beer oh so yeah you know what it's funny you say that because um this week uh, unfortunately it's been kind of chilly here but i've been itching to ride to charlotte to to go to omb and to hang out with my guys and um as soon as it, it gets in the 60s we gotta plan some time to hook up
3: fellas yeah this week was perfect this weekend's gonna be weekend's nice and 70
5: what well, well, here, yeah, it's it's raining Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here. It might not rain Sunday, but that's still up in the air. But yeah, I got uh, Christmas lights to hang this weekend, so that oh, puts a damper on it. Fun, so,
1: fun. so what do you, what do you say, Roger? You up for that one? Oh, we'll we'll, we'll ride out. down there. <laughs> I can't I can't even uh, think yeah, about riding at the end the of January. Cover it, so. yeah. I got you. I hear you.
0: All right. Overall, let's start at the top. So this is just kind of a gut check and anyone can go first kind of basic question overall state of the racing in the u.s growing declining are there any bright spots things like that anyone want to take it
1: hard hard to say i think um my that's a really good question you know i mean I love I love racing. I, I won't get into details, but you know I, I've always enjoyed auto racing. It's what I started with. The fact of the matter is, it is just racing in general is just not as big in this country as it is in other parts of the world, particularly Europe. Um, You know, you talk like Formula One, MotoGP. Uh, you know, in, That's in rabid. Europe, yeah. England. I, I mean, it is. I mean, you, you know, you've got just you know fans who are all out hardcore and and they they just really love and eat this stuff up. You know, it's really kind of along the lines of the way soccer is in Europe, you know, here it's different sports in the U S it's football, baseball, you know, maybe basketball too, to a degree. Um, as far as, you know, whether it's growing, I don't know my general feeling. And I'm curious to hear what you guys think is it's kind of struggling a little bit. I mean, you know, we we've got, I don't know if there's ever been more than one, but we've got, you know, one MotoGP race in the U S. Um, yep. I don't know if there's ever been more than that. It reminds me of formula one where, you know, there's, there's also one formula one race, you know, which I believe is circuit of the America's in Austin. Same it track. Used to, it, yep. Okay. Yeah. It started at Indianapolis I actually saw it live in Indianapolis the, the inaugural year. Um, but that's kind of bounced around. And I think there's been years that they haven't included the, the U S in the, in the calendar. Um, you know, uh, fortunately, we have the, the one race for MotoGP. Uh, and that's in part why I like the Moto America series, because it is, you know, U.S. focused, uh, as Sean exactly. was pointing out. it It's not as, I don't know, how do you want to put it, elegant and polished, let's say, as MotoGP. Right, right. Um, you know, and and uh, maybe I'll just kind of get into it now. You know, I mentioned earlier just about, you know, starting off as a MotoGP snob. And, and what I mean by that is, and Rich, I know you and I had kind of chatted on slack some time ago about this you know i had i'd mentioned to you you know watching moto gp and then watching world superbike and moto america it just wasn't the same the tv coverage wasn't the same like you you watch moto gp that camera coverage is amazing. It's like they've got cameras all over the track, all kinds of angles. You know, you can see the helicopter shot from above, and you can see them coming around the turns, and you can see it from the track level, and they do slow motion. You know, and you can see the guy coming, you know, back in the rear, the rear wheel into the corner, and like the whole deal. It's just really amazing. And then you watch Moto America, and it's like, okay, well, you know, the bike went by, and, the, <laughs> and okay, it's, it's and, like it's you know, like a
2: it, high school AV crew went out and did. Yeah. the photography of it,
1: basically yeah <laughs> I, I, I think it's, completely-
2: a, it's a different level completely
1: for sure the, the, and, and that's a big part of it is the money is different the budget is different so you know Moto America is doing what they can do with you know the budget they have based on the popularity and the turnout that they get at the tracks and the sponsors that they have right so you know in fact you know Moto America, doesn't race at the same tracks that MotoGP does. Like I don't. Well, actually, I don't. Maybe MotoAmerica has raced at Austin, but like you wouldn't see MotoGP racing at this track in Jersey, Jersey Motorsports Park. It's a right. it's a beautiful facility, but it, it just would not be you know suitable for MotoGP kind of thing because because of the the level of the class of racing. But the thing that shifted my viewpoint on MotoAmerica was when i started covering it you know for uh, for throttled cuz larry had been doing moto gp for quite a long time and kevin came up with the idea hey you know why don't we start covering moto america hey chris why don't you take it and i was like uh, you know i'd really rather do moto gp but <laughs> uh, you know i can't I, I can't i can't steal larry's thunder he, the guy's so good at it and he's been doing it for a while so i was like all right i'll do moto america and then uh, uh, it was just really interesting the the more I got into it. The more I learned about it, the more I learned about the series and about the riders and about the rules, and started to follow it and saw how competitive it was, particularly yeah. like the super bike category. I was like, this stuff is really cool, you know. And it just got to the point where I'm like, I have to see one live, you know. And that's when Gina and I went to the race in, in Jersey. I, I guess but long, it's a long, long-winded answer to the question is I see growth opportunity in Moto America and. Rich, you and I kind of chatted about this a little bit. It's why I want to do what I can to help support that series. MotoGP is awesome. I'm going to continue to watch it. I love it. Uh, World Superbike, I want to learn about more. But, you know, just like we talk about, you know, developing the motorcycle industry in general and, you know, getting new riders in with Give-A-Shift and all that kind of stuff, I almost feel something similar with a series like Moto America. And even maybe we can talk about, like, the, the, you know, either… Less fancy pro series, semi-pro, or even the amateur stuff like supporting that, you know, so that there are ways for for riders to come up through the ranks and get into the big series. Yeah, so, exactly. Chris, you were
2: men- you, Chris, you were mentioning uh, about the the MotoGP race about Austin being the only one. It was just just a few years ago that there were three races in America: Laguna Seca in California and Indianapolis. So,
1: oh wow, okay, uh, pretty, wow. pretty wow.
2: quickly we lost two races. Two of our three races, we lost pretty quickly.
1: Okay, yeah. good. So I'm I'm glad you pointed out because that that at least on for MotoGP shows the shrinking. Like it's just not, I guess it's in, America. Not in America. In America. in America, yeah, yeah, in America, sure, sure. And World Superbike, Chris
0: is not coming to the U.S. this year at all, so that's why I'm I'm shifting my focus from that over to Motor America because I want I'm going to watch that, support that series, and then even, you know, we'll we'll dive into this more after the the thank you break, but, you know, I want to get down into, I think it's called the WERA series, W-E-R-A. That's also under the AMA umbrella. And it's, I don't know if how high on the, the pecking order it is, but it's a national series. They run different tracks. They have championships. And that may be more of a grassroots thing that I can get into. And they run in several tracks that are just a couple hours from my house. So well, cool. that I want to get into as well.
1: Nice. That sounds good.
0: I think
4: in in the united states the the racing as a whole not just motorcycle racing because i think motorcycle racing really is a niche market in the united states there's so small a fan base here in the united states that it just but racing altogether is just going away like you don't see the nascar racing or the nhra they yeah. used to be on tv all the time you don't even see that anymore it's a uh, Chris, how many people were at that race that you went to, that moto America race in New moto Jersey?
1: America? It, it's a little unfair to go by that because it rained a lot that weekend and and I think that kind of sure. kept people away. Um, but let's put it this way. Um, getting food at the at the concession, no problem. Uh, using the bathroom, no problem. <laughs> we, you know, was, <laughs> was, you know I, I, I don't know numbers. I don't know attendance figures. I mean it it did not seem. It wasn't like, you know, like desolate ghost town by any means. Um, there was a lot of activity, but it was not like when I saw the uh, Formula E race, the electric, you know, race cars in New York City. Or, you know, like when I saw <clears throat> Formula One at Indianapolis or anything like that, it wasn't like packed wall to wall people. But what I will fans say are is fans, though,
4: right? They'll, well, yeah, they'll go absolutely. sit in the rain. A football fan will go sit in the snow. Yeah, so is true. fan uh, is and a that, fan. and and if they don't that, draw the fans, rain or shine, then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of, one of the things I like about Moto America and, and that, again, this may change if hopefully they do become much more successful is this very good access because it is a smaller, not as popular a series, right? So, right. or I don't remember the exact prices and, and I could look it up or people could go to the Moto America website if they're interested. But, you know, I think you know, like a day general admission was like 25 bucks a person. And then I forget what I I think it was like for a hundred bucks a person, you got access to everything pretty much. So we actually got to get out on the track before the super bike race started. So we're out on the track, watching what's going on. We got to be in the pit lane when the race started, you know, and when they, when they went went by on the warm up lap. And then when they, you know, came by on the first lap of the race, uh, we got access to, they have like the, Whatever you want to call it, control tower, where the announcers are, or whatever, uh, you could get access to the deck up top, where you have like a 360 degree view of the track, like you can see everything. Um, I'm sure that stuff exists for MotoGP, but I'm guessing you'd be paying five hundred thousand dollars a ticket. You know, unless so, you have
2: good friends, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and right, of course, yeah, and and you know, some of us are lucky, Sean. You know, or yeah, you just you know the right people, which is awesome. <laughs> But um, let's, um,
0: let's pivot it, that to dirt a little bit because, yeah. as I understand, Supercross is the most popular spectator motorcycle event in the U.S. So what are you seeing on that front, Roger? Is that increasing, decreasing, steady state? Decreasing. They're, they're filling the stadium. So that, that's a positive. But
4: I, I think the main draw to Supercross, well, people get hurt all the time. And it's visible. Like, you can see the whole track. And I think that is a huge part. That's yeah. one of the things I don't like yeah. about road racing. Even when we were at Barber, you can't see the whole track. You see them drive by one straightaway and maybe two the corners, corner. and then they're gone. Yeah. yeah. But
1: I, mean, but road I, I road don't think they're then...
4: growing. I think they're maintaining that.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I find, honestly, road racing in general is... I'm trying to to put this it's easier or nicer to watch on TV because of that problem. It's very hard to follow what if you're at the track, it's, it's kind of hard to follow what's going on now. Okay. So yeah, moto America at this race, you know, the time we spent up on the tower, okay. You can see the whole thing and what's going on, but even there, you know, the bikes are in the distance. You can't see which bike is in the lead. You just see a bikes in the lead. Um, unfortunately they didn't have a very good number board. So unlike Barber, was really good, I think, because they had a pretty good number tower that you, you knew, like if you knew the bikes numbers, like you knew who was in the lead and you could kind of follow that way. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, but so sure Supercross, they, they've then. got that, they've got that nailed because I, I haven't watched a lot of it, but I enjoy it when I do watch it. The fact that, you know, you can have a seat in a stadium and they're, they're usually indoors right the races are like so all of weather the
4: supercross races are indoors
1: yeah. yeah so weather doesn't matter you see everything that's going on it's like a three-ring circus i don't mean that in a negative way but it's like you see all the activity, like it's all within your peripheral vision. And from what I understand, they tend to cater a lot to families. You know, it reminds me of like going to see monster trucks. You know, it's like everybody's there. The whole family's there. You know, dad can have a beer and the kids have cotton candy and there's, you know, all kinds of stuff and everybody's happy.
2: You you know, speaking of that growing up, that that's actually how they packaged like Supercross was that they wanted to get everyone out. So you had like the monster truck, uh, race there, but you also had the supercross in the same building the same day. So it's almost like a double header, but that's how they got people to come. So mm-hmm. right. It's, it's funny that you make that that uh, analogy, but it, it does. That's exactly how they work.
4: Yeah, the the promoter for for the Monster Truck series and the Supercross series are the same. So yeah they they try to even today they they when they build a track for the Supercross race either the weekend before or the weekend after they have the monster truck show so that they tie up that building for a week or two weekends and they do both races back to back
1: yeah yeah I'll tell you a cool- a cool thing to, not to, to digress or whatever but I, I saw a monster truck race in New York City at Madison Square Garden, and that was really cool to see like the the New York City street outside the <laughs> garden with all these monster trucks lined up with the big giant tires all, like, was, nice. that was really cool yeah flat yeah. track
0: it- you would think would get some of the- similar draw because you know obviously you can see the whole track, but you know, that if you you know, talk about niche markets right now, you're getting even further down, perhaps. Right. Yeah. 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 And, but but I mean, there was a
4: push for last year. There seemed to be a push for getting the hype going again. But it kind of with the Indian dominating, it just fell on its face. Nobody wants yeah. to go and just watch yeah. Indian run out
0: front. Right. I think only maybe Rico and and Gina. Yeah, I was gonna say, exactly.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm tickled pink. You know, I love it.
2: But flat track, yeah, yeah. flat track's is one of those things that either it's a really exciting race and man, it's going good, or it's like total runaway and you don't want to see it. So that's that's the problem. Is there's just no no good middle ground. I mean, even MotoGP does that from time to time. If you've got you know Marquez checking out or somebody Big hits there, so the checking setup out, and gone. Yeah, yeah right. if somebody gets to sit and they're gone, then you start watching the race for sixth because that's what's fun. But but then you've got these other races where it's it's just a swap back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but yeah, I do think that it is what the draw of, uh, of the Supercross and the flat track is, is you're right, you can sit in one spot, you can get your drink, you can watch the whole race, you can see the whole track. And, and it's exciting. It's one of those things that it's like the people that like, football where it's constant action or people that like baseball where it's kind of, you know, nine innings of uh, kind of slowness, if, you, if that's what your thing is. But uh, <laughs> but you can see it all in one spot. You know that back when television first started, the first two sports they put on TV were wrestling and boxing. And the reason why is because you'd have to move the camera. You can see everything from one camera. So mm. it's kind of almost mm. what, makes, what makes the Supercross <laughs> and the flat track makes that exciting. Like you said, if you're if you're watching road racing, I mean, even even the the Moto America, Moto GP, uh World Superbike, even those tracks, I mean, they're they're two and a half, three and a half, four and a half miles long. So you could if you're sitting in live, you're only seeing the section you're sitting in front of. And at the Isle of Man, it's even worse than that, 37 miles you're seeing, you're seeing oh, that yeah, one, yeah. that guy comes by you at 200 miles an hour. You're seeing that one split second of him coming by and and it's not even side by side racing. He's coming by by himself, but it's still yeah. it's being there. It's the atmosphere. It's being there with all the fans and, and it, it's crazy, but, but you're right though. It does make it, it's for a different audience. It's, you know, it's always like they say, you know, horses for courses. It's, it's people that, that, you know, you, uh, it's, it's what you like, but, but you're right. It's, it's some people are going to gravitate toward, I want to see everything and, 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 be in one spot. Or some people are, you know, you're, you're happy to see that one bike pass you at 200 miles an hour for that split second.
5: So close by too, right? The Island man, you know, I'm, I was sitting here giggling to myself. Cause I was thinking about golf for some reason. Cause when we're talking about a different sports, I was like, well, what about golf and watching the fans kind of, move around the golf course with the players, maybe we need to do that for the racetracks. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
5: go from corner to corner. <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and,
2: and if you're not a golf fan, and like you said, and you don't understand it, then, I mean, I live 20 miles from the Mecca of golf. I live right here, you know, I live 20 miles from the Augusta National. And if you go see the Masters, uh, it is, it's amazing. People will pay thousands and thousands of dollars for a badge to go see the Masters. And literally it's golf. It's, I mean, it's trust me. Right. You can see it a lot better. You can see it a lot better on TV sitting at home where you can see all the camera angles and every hole, but mm-hmm. you go there you either pick one guy you want to follow at every hole or you sit there and you watch them as they go by. But like I guess you, you got to whisper. And, and, yes, and that and brings up a good whisper. point
5: because I don't know if you, I'm sure you guys probably didn't, but I watched the, the tiger and Phil Nicholson, uh, matchup you're the guy you're the guy that paid to see that (laughs) yeah i I watched it i watched it i did i enjoyed it because it was a different perspective just like we were talking about how the the, you know from moto gp to uh moto america how it's different and how how much emphasis they put on the you know capturing every little moment they kind of did this with with this particular tournament where they had the drones they had cameras everywhere at the 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 Uh, the the, uh, tiger and, uh, and Phil with Mike. So you, 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 you're able to get that banter back and forth and you can hear them talk to the cat, the caddy. So it it, it brought in a whole different perspective of golf that you really don't get to see or hear when you watch it regularly. So I think they're, they're playing with the idea of changing the game even more so people can enjoy it more. And I think that's what we need to do with the motorcycle racing. Maybe we mic it up somehow or. Yeah. You know, hear these guys Great talk idea. a little bit more to the drivers and got to get a, a more, uh, get a more intimate feel for the racing. And maybe that'll get more people interested and involved because there's so many different aspects of it to appreciate. And I think if you bring that more out of it more, I think you'll enjoy it that much better.
2: Okay, brother Hogan, I think that's where GP really wins because. Not only, like, like they were talking before, like Chris was saying, I mean, not only do you have all these different camera angles, you've got the, the helicopter overhead, and you've got all these different cameras. There's four cameras on each bike. There's a camera that's looking from the, the handlebars back at the rider, there's one at the back of the bike, looking back to the rider behind, looking forward to the to the, to the rider, and also right. there's one on the front of the bike. I mean, mm-hmm. so they, they make you feel like you're on that bike at, at, at yeah. 220 going down the straightaway. And you're right, because now you're talking millions of dollars. You're talking to big money that these guys are, are pouring into the sport in an in international sport. Whereas when you drop back to the, the world Superbike, you lose just a little bit because you're, you're not quite at that top level. And then when you go to motor America, you drop back even more, like I say, and it, it's the difference, but you're right though. I think that's probably what this golf. I didn't watch it, but I think it's probably what you're talking about with the with the Tiger and uh, and Phil thing, is that it lets you be a part of it. It let you get down to the ground level and watch these guys and listen to these guys and trying to, to suck people in to you know to to be personally vested in that and yeah. uh, and like you say, I, I think that if you don't have that type of exposure, like like MotoGP is getting, it's hard to get people in,
0: you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of thing makes it more immersive. You know, it's like virtual reality stuff kind of, where you're more kind of pulled into it. And I just remember from, you know, watching open wheel, race, open wheel racing, and I'm assuming you can still do it. I don't know if, if you can do this with the motorcycle racing, but you would just bring a scanner to the track and you could listen in on the communication right from the the pit to the driver or whatever. And it was just fascinating because it's not, you know, it's not censored, right? So you just hear. No. <laughs> what oh yeah, no We so did that in NASCAR you know, too. <laughs> yes, twenty like, years ago in NASCAR, we, in NASCAR, that we mother- did that. Yeah. Blink, blink, blink. He just cut. He just cut me off. I, I'm taking him out on the next lap. It's like, whoa, you know. Kind of thing. Hey,
2: talking about that years ago when we used to go to all the NASCAR. We used to go to every NASCAR race you could drive to. If it was a driving distance, we went to it. And one of the one of the most real moments I ever heard on a scanner was my, my brother in law was a huge Harry Gant fan. So we were on his channel listening to him and he had gotten in an accident and had a bad exhaust leak and had such a headache he asked them when he came in at the pit he said I have two goodie powders and a glass of water waiting on me when I get to the pit you know so we were laughing about it cuz i mean that's how real that moment was i mean the dude was <laughs> sucking exhaust fumes had a headache he wanted two goodie powders but it did. It made you like you were in the car with it, like you're sitting there riding shotgun with Harry Gant, you know. You know, racing. So that is what you know. That's what makes it. Uh, that's what makes you vested in it. You know. I mean, it's like you know. It's like watching football. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, you know, if you don't if you don't have a uh, you know if you don't have a dog in the fight then you, you don't really care who wins. But if it's your team, you know, you're you're in there. So it's that same way when it comes to motorcycle racing. People buy tickets when they get. They're vested in it. They're interested in it and they want to see, you know, like it was 20. Y'all remember when it was, you know, whether you were fans or not, you remember how big NASCAR was 20 years ago. I mean, you had rabid fans getting into fights and not only the stands, but, you know, in the local Walmart, you had guys, you know, some guys got a Rusty Wallace shirt on, some guys got an Earnhardt shirt on, you know, they're liable to go to go punching each other in the local Walmart. Yeah, B- because it was personalities. That kind of, yeah, the right. personalities. Are huge. I think that's, that's, that's a big it. part of it. That's it, because it's that kind of you know you had that kind of passion about it. You were you know that was your guy, and you. It's it's like that way in MotoGP in Europe. I mean, the Rossi fans you know outrank everybody. I mean, they're they're just, you're just millions and millions of Valentino Rossi fans. I mean, that's the yellow army. And if you walk into a place like I have, wearing a you know Marquez shirt and hat. I mean, you're liable, you know, it's it's liable to be a throwdown, you know, if you get enough of them in there. they having a bad, if, if Valley's having a bad day and, you know, Rossi's out there laughing at them, you know, you liable to have to fight your way out of it, you know.
0: <laughs> but I wonder if the coverage of that, like the personalities is part of the draw. Well, I mean, I mean, I know it is, but I mean, you know, where does that fall off in the lower series? Because it's not like those riders are not there, you know, similar personalities. Similar drama exists, but maybe it's just not played up on the coverage. It's just not exposed as much. So it's harder yeah. to become interested. And I think, like like Chris said, you have to kind of go there and dig around and, and spend some time with it to get that because it's just it's not put out there on TV and all over media.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree did.
2: with that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it, it's interesting because just even, you know, comparing to Moto America, you know, the, the, the riders in Moto America are, are good riders. You know, they're very skilled guys, especially the guys, you know, le- leading the pack. But it's not, you know, these riders are not as well known as like the MotoGP guys, but they, they do have their fans, you know. So it was really cool to see at the end of a race, you know, whether it was a super sport or a super bike or whatever, you know, that, that they would, you know, drivers would come off the track and they would do the. You know award presentation or whatever and then as the the races are coming off the podium you know you'd have these 10 year old kids running up to them and getting their autograph and talking with them hey you know what why did you do that and you know turn five or whatever you know it's like they've got their fans too it's just not the same volume that you have like you know with MotoGP or the you know the bigger bigger series that's cool
5: yeah, yeah i wonder what's missing from that well, where's the disconnect where they're not being as intimate with their with their fan base,
1: in part, I think it's dollars, like meaning and time. In, in in Moto America, I don't think they have the dollars to promote the way they do. Like I don't know if it's still the same in NASCAR. I'm guessing it is because I've seen NASCAR races in the past. You know, you you had like you know, driver signings. Like there was a time during the day that, you know, everyone would line up and get, you know, whoever, Dale Earn- Earnhardt's signature, you know, sign the t-shirt or sign their hat or their wife's whatever, you know, sign, sign whatever. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> sign these. Um, you know, but it, it was a big thing and it was like really played up. Like these guys were treated like celebrities. Um, you know, Moto America, it's just not the exposure. I guess that's the yeah. thing. It's just not, you know, I I, I would guess you know, you could probably walk up to pretty much anyone anywhere in this country, and they've heard of NASCAR, right? They may not really know right. like what it is. You know, it's like it's it's I don't know, it's cars and they go in circles, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But if you mention like Moto America, they'll be like, well, "What's that?" You know, it's like <laughs> it's like cars in America. I don't know what is that. Right? Is that is that a amusement park? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I guess you know, in part it's like a branding and uh, uh, yeah. promotion thing, and and I'm not even saying I, I think. Motomark is doing a good job with what they're doing. It's not like, I think there's capable people involved in running the series. It's just, again, if the dollars aren't there, you know, if you don't, if the sponsors aren't paying whatever, I don't know, whatever it is, millions of dollars a race, you just don't have the money to promote it.
2: Yeah. And I think, I think that's part of the problem. Like you said, and it's, and there's no real answer to it. It's just that, I I mean, people are going to pay to see the things that interest them so if, you're, if you, you're putting yourself out there and you've got, you know, you're pumping millions of dollars into media coverage for one sport versus, you know, like a sport, you know, millions of dollars worldwide fan base pumping money into it. Uh, Moto America is, you know, more localized, uh, less money. These guys don't have, you know, they they don't have they probably don't have the time because a lot of them to tell you the truth they they probably work in regular job most of them working you know
0: yeah. regular yeah.
2: jobs and trying to yeah. race on the weekends you know uh, so you don't have that time to go out and test and, and you know be yeah. seen at the uh, at the local track like you said signing autographs or or. Go into the local Honda dealership to you know sign hats or or whatever. So there it is. It's that same. You look at
0: like you said. You look at Marquez. All he has to do is be a celebrity and ride the bike.
2: That's
0: it. You know he's got people to manage the bike. He's got. I mean, he doesn't have. I'm sure he doesn't have a day job. You know that kind of thing. So right. All he's got to do is train, ride, and be a celebrity.
3: That's it. That's it. So let me throw something out here for us. Um, another little talking about bike racing and doing some stats for you rich on the side here if i um flat track has gone up over the last three years so they've Is seen an increase measure like view and viewership viewership and attendance they've and gone up and okay yep so um in 2018 they almost had over three million viewers and in 2017 it was only two million so wow, so
5: is is it p- due to part of the three uh, racers that are racing for Indian? Do you think that's the big draw or just the event itself?
3: I think it's the event itself, and I think it goes back to you can go back to the NASCAR old saying of you race it on Sunday. You can go to a dealership and ride it up, buy it on Monday. I mean, you kind of look at the decline. If you look at that, you know, motorcycles, you can go down and buy the motorcycle that's almost on the track. Yeah. Went
2: on Sunday, buy on Monday. That's right. what they used to say. Right, yeah,
3: right. So then you go back to, now let me throw a little spin in NASCAR. I think NASCAR's gone downhill.
0: Way, Way downhill. Way yeah, they're, they're losing it, man. It's not looking it big good. Time. Big because, time.
3: Because, you know, Rich and I, same thing you said there, Sean. Rich and I went to race every year. When, you know, we'd go down here, go to Rockingham, go to Charlotte, went to Daytona. You know, love Rockingham. They closed it. And the reason they closed it was they said they didn't have the attendance. Well, my feeling on that is that, okay, your first week is Daytona. Next week is Rockingham, same coast, not far away. You know, people don't want to, they just went to Daytona. Now you're going not to go to Rockingham. Why did you guys stop hmm. going? Why? Well, they closed the track. <laughs> well, but, but Rockingham's in the middle of nowhere. If Daytona, you go to Daytona,
2: yeah, go to, yeah. But If you go to Daytona, there's, there's something to do. Rockingham was one of those things like like the darlington track like where you know my local my closest track was either atlanta or darlington and and darlington is the same way it's out in the middle of nowhere so yeah. it, it, it'll last for a while but there again you need another reason for people to go you know the race in miami there's a reason to go to miami if you race in in daytona there's a reason to go if You race in dallas you race in, in atlanta there's reason to go some of these little backwoods tracks you know like like rockingham was and 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 in darlington is which it still seems to have enough of a following to stay open but but you're right though it's uh we, we're getting into i mean a lot of a lot of things it's not just racing in general or motorcycle racing you know people have a shorter attention span than they used to i mean it, it's that social media you know smartphone internet mm-hmm. you know generation where you know, I've got to have something going constantly. I've got to be entertaining. You got to have five things going on for me to watch. Uh,
5: so and, so they, and really, so, yes. Yeah, so basically, you need like a, a racetrack in the middle of Gatlinburg. Yes, there you go. That's <laughs> you it. know what I'm saying? That would be white people's dream, right there.
2: A racetrack <laughs> in the middle of Gatlinburg. Absolutely. Well,
4: they'll, they'll shut that down because of the noise, though. The, well that's that's the, the other thing Tracks that have been you know around at least in the northwest yeah. most of them have been shut down or they require them to put mufflers on their on their cars to to race so who the hell wants to go to race when the cars are muffled
2: I, hey yeah. i used to year, years for, ago know. years ago i used to drive dirt track we had a dirt track car we had two dirt track cars and i used to drive and our local track right down the road, 10, 15 miles down the road, is a, a, a little town called Modoc, right next to uh, a big lake. Well, the problem with it was it was right across the street from a very nice state park where people like to camp. And when you, you, know, you race during the summer, so on Friday nights, we're down there from 6 in the afternoon till 1 in the morning screaming you know these these motors screaming so enough people get tired of it so what do you do you get the highway patrol to come set up traffic stops in each direction so you start encouraging people not to come you know because people's going to want to come in the race drink them a few beers so you're going to start harassing them and then eventually you're going to shut the place and they did that's what they did they shut it down it's just now recently opened back up but you're right it's, it's getting to be the the people that you know we grew up when you wanted a racetrack and that was fun. There there's another whole group of people that that don't see that the same way. So they're they're uh, they're they're not they're not tuning in. They're not buying tickets. And the fact they don't like it and they surely don't want it in their backyard.
5: Yeah, that's what I was just yeah. say. They well, they then they, they then we need to it, think of they another way to race to these cars. Down. Maybe electric cars, where there's just this humming going around the track all the time. <laughs> so I think. Uh, yeah. no. Welcome to the, Bo- <laughs> I mean, <No>. the <laughs> Moto
2: E circuit this
5: year.
2: Moto E may that. be your thing this year, dude. Moto E, yeah.
4: yeah. Well, actually, that'll be part of the the noise is part of the experience for me, like. You go to an yes. a drag race. Know, I hear That's you and you I agree, but you know, thunder. if you want,
5: you want the noise, you got to be out in the middle of nowhere. If you can't feel yeah.
2: it, then, you know, you got yeah. to I mean, feel it. You got to hear it. I you got to feel, you got to smell it.
1: They don't Unburned call the big blocks. Hydrocarb. They don't
0: call the big block modifieds ground pounders for nothing.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm telling you, there's nothing like seeing modifieds on like a quarter mile track where you get like, oh <laughs> <no>. <laughs> we, we actually <laughs> oh, we, we yeah. have a track, it's still running. It's like an hour and a half from here on Long Island, out in Riverhead. And, uh, it's either yeah. quarter mile or eighth mile. And, and when they do the pro, like the modifieds, like you'll have 30 cars on the track. I mean, they almost, they almost go like end to end. You know what I mean? Like, you like the, the line of cars, like the last car is almost in front of the, <laughs> the lead car. <laughs> and You just see those things. It's, it's amazing. It's really cool.
2: They, they race the whole season, never change the left front tire. It stays in the air the whole time yeah. going around. <laughs> right, <that's> right. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chris, you should take a ride up to Thompson, Connecticut someday. Okay. That will, will not disappoint.
1: Thing? Yeah.
0: Okay. I'll check it out. I think that's five eights asphalt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they run the modifieds there and the super modifieds, I think once a year as well. Crazy.
1: But, you know, it is a thing too, like with, with the popularity, like with what Roger was saying about the tracks and uh, and like tracks getting closed down and stuff. It's like, if, if there's not enough people in the area that care, then yeah, the the track's going to have a problem. And, and it's even worse because, you know, there's been cases where there are tracks that were literally out in the middle of nowhere where it wouldn't bother anybody. And then, you know, developers come in it's like, oh, here's some nice real estate over here. Let's build houses. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden there's houses around the track and then the residents are like, I don't, I don't want this noise in my backyard. It's like, well, yeah. yeah.
5: Once, Nim, once Nimby moves in,
1: exactly. there's nothing to do.
5: You, you know what, you know what to fix it? I just thought of this. I just, okay. So remember Rich, when we did the NASCAR experience and we got a chance to drive it, that was my first like big introduction to like the whole NASCAR big thing. Yeah. And after driving the car around the track, I was hooked. You know, I was yeah. eating up all the kind of different material, the car learning. So that's what it's going to take. It's just like playing the sport yourself when you did it in high school. If you, if you played the sport, you can appreciate it a lot more. You can enjoy watching it a lot more. The same with NASCAR. If you actually had the opportunity uh, to get in the car and drive it and to experience it, you'll appreciate it a lot more. If they could do that to integrate these people that are living in the area to actually come in, drive them, be a part of it, I think it'll be Accept it a little bit more and tolerate so that.
1: That's, that's what we need in high schools now, like in driver education. There has there to be it like, is. Like a race car program. Like have to car. get in a race car. Yeah. Sport bikes.
2: So we bring everybody to the track, we put them on a Gixer 1000, and we send them Ooh. on the track. I mean, that's it. That's,
1: brilliant. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Rico, you solved it. I'm here. with Ta-da. you. I'm with you, all Rico. Right, we, I'm with you. Wait, you we can't. can't let's not down, be callous. Do
0: you got to show a <laughs> five-minute video
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> of the Isle of Man.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Seriously, you know, really, I, I want, I want you guys. I can't wait for you, especially you, Rich. I can't wait for you to go to the Isle of Man the first time. But I want to get all you guys over there. I want you to go. And just see how it'll change your life. I mean, I don't care if you've seen races in person, if you've seen MotoGP, if you've seen, until you've seen these guys driving through city streets. And it's better if you've just ridden your motorcycle around it. Then you oh, yeah. see these guys close the streets, and you see them come by at about two hundred, come by a stone wall, you know, like yep. two inches from the curb. That that's a life changing experience.
1: Yeah, I want to see that. I know there's a popular, maybe, I don't know, maybe someone shared it on Slack. I don't know, Rich, if it was you, uh, there's like a YouTube video of a woman, I guess, first time she was at the Isle of Man race. And and she's just, you know, on one of the straightaways by the, the behind a the stone wall. And every bike that goes by, she's just hysterically like laughing, like, oh my God, that's so awesome. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like you, you really get the sense of it without being there. It's like, you really get the sense of what it must be like. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's one like that where a guy took his took his dad for the first time, and it was the same thing. Mouth open, just, just grinning like and cackling like a little yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's it's it's impressive.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going in 20. I've already started uh, saving hey, some money. Right, so that's,
1: that's the I Loud Pipes
0: meetup. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, the <laughs> Loud Pipes meetup for 2020. Yeah, live meetup, Alabama,
2: 2020.
1: <laughs> and that, that's so that's all expenses paid for Patreon subscribers, right?
2: <laughs> almost. Yeah. <And> almost. Now, <laughs> now, I've already done. The all crickets. Gonna, I gave gonna a new, I gave new Rich, level. I gave Rich a five-pound bank's note. He has five yeah. pounds to spend in the Isle of Man.
0: I got nice. my first five.
1: <laughs> awesome. I think, I think you need an Isle of Man Patreon Patreon level, and you know it's like five hundred a month or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you get hey, all a expenses, great idea. All expenses paid to the Isle of Man. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, Patreon's open-ended. There's no limit.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> Just put in what you want. What are you saying? <laughs> we, we,
0: there's
1: the, we the, get the barbershop bigger
0: crew, and
2: then there's the Isle of Man crew. There you go. Yeah. Only $500 a month. You can join the Isle of Man crew. <laughs> Loud pipes.
1: Uh, Rich will be so driving cool. that Corvette if we do that.
5: Right.
1: No, nah, he, I'd be he's like, Island
5: Man, what? I got a six, man. Too, nah, nah, he's too ethical for no, that. No, so he wouldn't course. do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we wouldn't go the route of what was the helmet? Um the heck was the the, the thing with the the video in the back. The
4: oh oh the, scully. Um, scully. scully scully, thank you. Yeah, yeah,
1: Two
3: funny.
0: <laughs> oh, let's see. Where do I go from here? John, time wise, how are we doing?
3: An hour five.
0: Hour five.
3: Just Let's one, one thing I wanted to throw out there, if you don't mind,
1: or if you want to do it after, we thank people. Either way,
0: no, wrap wrap it up, and then we'll we'll transition and we'll switch gears to what we think we can do to help out. Sure.
1: So, just two two things that came to mind as we were talking. Um, so, one, just kind of Sean pointed this out. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that in general, I kind of prefer watching motorcycle racing, racing in general, on TV. And there's lots of reasons for that, but it is totally true that there is nothing like being at the track. And you know, for anyone who's into racing and hasn't done it, I I definitely even if like it's Moto America, just go go see a race live. There's just nothing like seeing you know super bikes going down the straightaway at 180 200 miles an hour. Just the 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 sound, the sensation is just is just really cool. And then the other thing, just on the whole subject of you know the growth of racing and how's it doing and where's it going is. You know, just to keep in mind that pro racing is a business like anything else. And, you know, the, the the dollars go where there's a return on investment. And so, you know, a series struggles when it's just not returning enough for, you know, the the, adver- the sponsors, the advertisers, whoever is, you know, supporting the thing. So that's, it, it's, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. And, and that's maybe where we segue into the amateur stuff because that's, it, it's a different goal. It's a different purpose, you know, than. The pro racing, which, you know, is to make money, you know, kind of flat out.
0: Agree. And also a good segue into showing our appreciation for sport. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Hold tight. We're going to talk about um, what we think we can do to make it better. Um, Obviously, showing support for the races we love is a good place to start, and we'll get into more of that in a moment. So let's take a moment here and recognize the people who continue to make our show possible. And we do that by thanking the writers of Loud Pipes for their continued support. First five, Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, Zion. Thank you, fellas. Slack Pack has a couple of our guests for tonight. Chuck, Nobby Tire, Old Man Slacker, Sir Mike, and Squatchy Pete. Barbershop is Chad, Steven, and Jacob. And then we have Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, James, Bronco Ride, Rich, Joe, our third guest, Sean, and Tony. That makes up the riders group. And then we have Darren, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, Jared, and Kale are the insiders. So becoming a member of this group is super easy. Just visit loudpipes.net forward slash donate. Check out all that we have to offer up to and including the new Isle of Man level.
3: <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
0: All right, U turn slash second half, whatever we call it.
3: Let's talk about. I mean, I haven't really watched much motorcycle racing. I was going to watch Flat Track when it came out, but you know, after the first couple of races, it kind of went Kapui because it was all Indian. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah, kind yeah. of got boring into just watching. A same race, same guy leading with no competition. Bit behind him,
5: yeah. It does. It yep. does kind of hurts a little bit. It, it takes the fun out of it.
1: it takes fun. We out need of it. a spider racing series. <laughs> so, oh, that'd
2: be cool. That's we got your cool. sponsors, John. We will sponsor you, buddy. Yeah, you build hey, it. John. You build it. Yeah, <laughs> do it, Johnny. We'll we sponsor build it. You. you, they'll come. That's right. <laughs> Barber level, right there. So
3: let's right. let's throw out NASCAR and why. You know, because that's what Rich and I watched a lot, and let's say what happened over the years. There's a lot of things I can look back, and I think one of it is, and Sean, you can add into, is that the loyalty's gone. Like now it's all about money. Because back in the day you'd have Earnhardt always with being the number three good wrench car. You'd never see him really that car. Wouldn't leave. Now it's all about who's making money. Because now you see drivers jumping they don't perform, they jump, chip, they do this, they do that. And I also think the rules have gotten so much that it's turned into, and I think Rich and I talked about this, an IROC series, because the cars are so un- so much the same, it's no more fun.
2: Well, the the cars, you know, used to be, and it's been a while now, it's been 30, 40 years ago now, the cars they raced were literally cars you could go buy you know, uh, other than it having a roll cage and, and, and no no glass in it, you could pretty much buy that car. But now those cars are a race chassis and then a shell that looks like the production car. And right, right. and I think it lost some of that, you know, way back when you started losing some of the soul of it uh, mm-hmm. when it wasn't a car you could actually buy. But then you're, then you're right. Then it got to be where. You know, I hate to say like free agency, but almost like with 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 football and other sports with free agency. When a guy, you know, guys used to used to stay with a team and they were there, you know, their whole career. And now it's that same way with racing, where you know you always had the Earnhardt on the number three Goodrich car, and you had these guys, you know, you um, that that were staying with their teams. And now it's all about who's going to pay me the money, who can give me the best contract, and and you're right, it's just. that that fan base is shrinking because it they've they've made the cars too similar they're they're not competitive anymore and like you said i haven't watched a lot of flat track this year but it must be it's kind of a similar thing that's happened with flat track if you've got indian out there that's just out there killing it then man they better get a handle on that for next year and, and put some uh some equalizing in there, some sexual. Yeah, and, 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 and you have to. Yeah,
5: yeah. And they're to. doing that and same thing they did in NASCAR. They're doing it to the bikes now. So it's yeah. gotta be interesting to see how that all kind of transpires.
1: But that I mean that that's where Do the whole thing matters? What's that?
4: Do you think uh, that matters like uh, in in motocross and supercross, they're required to use the same frame and the same engine cases as a stock motorcycle, same swing arm. Um so and it's taken that trick high-end motorcycle that you can go look at out of out of out of it. And and I, I feel like there's some loss there because they're not this trick motorcycle that they used to have. They used to you know they come up with all sorts of wild designs. Mm-hmm. And it and it, it the evolution of motorcycles changed because of it like you know single rear shock and radiators and you know when they first started that it started at least in the dirt bike world it all started on motorcycles that they raced and then it evolved into the motorcycles that you could buy but now now it it I don't think the evolution is as fast because they're not allowed to to do that anymore yeah, but, go but ahead, I Sean. think
2: that's why different. Yeah, I think that's where different classes come comes in. I mean, it's almost like, um, I mean, to me, it's almost like if you look at at car racing, and I saw because that's where my kind of where my history is, is from. NASCAR was the every man's race car. It was it was guys racing cars. You could go down to your local dealership and buy. Now Formula One. Now that's where you were seeing. Super futuristic, high-end, you know, the possibility of a motor and four wheels. So I think there was, that's where you needed, you know, you needed both. I think that's kind of where you come into like racing classes. Like I say, to me, that's what, you know, almost like what AHRMA, you know, the uh, the antique motorcycle racing, vintage motorcycle racing. You know those are bikes that you can build yourself, and and the everyday guy can go ride. And, it, and, it's, and it's you know they're they're built to be historic. You know, so but I mean there's Moto America. You know they've got that super stock class where you know it's it's a it's got to be a production frame. But then you've got MotoGP and like the 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 big ones where then it's the futuristic. So I think it takes you know you kind of you kind of be all things to all people. But you're right. Maybe I don't watch a lot of motocross, but you're right if there's not a if there's not one end of the spectrum where it's run what you brung do what you want to to it and and see how fast you can go if they don't have that you need that but it is nice to see guys out there riding a bike if they're out there riding a you know a a honda 450 that i can go buy i think that's pretty cool that i can go out there and buy that same bike and and ride it around a a dirt track you know
5: so mm-hmm. yeah that, to that point so why wouldn't why wouldn't Harley and these guys you know if Indians out there kicking butt instead of restricting these guys and reducing their horsepower changing their fuel why wouldn't you inspire these other makers to make faster bikes you know instead of this all the, all yeah, this rules that, and regulations that, I mean, around that, it
1: that, that's where the dollars comes in, I think, right? Because I mean, I don't know like why Harley hasn't done that yet. But you know, we, we actually were talking about this on the last throttle, like the the whole thing with the rules changes for American flat track. And one of the things I commented, and I don't know that this was the strategy, but it's kind of interesting if you look at it, right? So what was it basically three years ago that Indian launched the, uh, the FTR 750 in American mm-hmm. flat track two years ago, something like that, mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of like they found, I don't know if you want to call it a loophole, but they found something in the rules that allowed them to build basically a race purpose engine, right? That they they could build an engine that didn't have to be homologated. It didn't have to be sold in production bikes or anything like that. And as a result, they kicked butt for two going on three seasons. And now, Hey, they're releasing the FTR 1200, right? Because, you know, it's like that, you know, win on Sunday, you know, sell on Monday kind of thing, right? Right. So now everyone's all excited about that bike and that platform. And now I don't know exactly how it works and the politics and whatever, but now the other powers that be are going, wait a second, wait, wait, wait. I, you know, I want my share of this thing. We got to do something about Indian. And that's when you get the rules changes. And that, that happens in every series. I mean, like Formula well, yeah, One in so particular he, he, is Yeah, so here
5: we that. go. Try, here's Indian trying to do what we were just talking about. If we can see it in the race and go and, and buy it, let's do it. And these guys are trying to do that with their bike. And now these other guys. Are Indian saying, wasn't we doing don't want, that, though. Well, yeah, somewhat, to a point. I hear Motor, you.
2: Moto GP does that in reverse. To me, they do it in a better way because there's two ways to equal the playing field. Either you take the fastest guy and you put sanctions on him to make him run slower. So it's more competitive. MotoGP does the opposite. If there's a team that hasn't been as competitive, then they take all restrictions off them and let them, they give them more practices, more motor changes, more tire choices Mm -hmm. to make them faster. Like this year, uh, I think Suzuki has had, uh, they've had some, they they've actually gotten better this year, so they're fixing to go back to the rules everybody else is. But hmm. for a while, they can have like more tires, more engines, um, more fuel, and, oh, and things just, uh, like that. See, yeah, so it's it's there's two ways to do it. You can either make your fastest guy slower or make your slower guys faster. And I think it's more fun to make your slower guys faster, like MotoGP does.
0: Yeah, that's
1: yeah, I didn't a good point. That, that's, a that's a great idea. Insane. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That is a good idea.
0: But I think right. to to, to kind of go with what Chris was talking, and I have to counter Rico just a little bit, but the,
1: <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the flat track side, I think... Point, the counterpoint. The conclusion <laughs>
0: that, that we came to when we discussed it was, I think AFT just needs another series, or another division, I'm sorry, another division.
1: But if you've so, got enough
5: people watching, so why would it, you do it?
3: They, they have it, Rico. Runs singles?
0: They have singles. No, no, I'm saying the AFT twins, like they need one... That's you know purpose-built engines nice. and stuff like that, and then another one that's more closely aligned to production. And maybe it's it's almost like GP Moto GP and your GP two was it Moto two Moto three Moto two. steps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's still twins, but you know you have your pinnacle, and then you have the next leg down, which is more production-based. Yeah, I think like that as, everybody as, as wins as that way because I I see it as a philosophical difference. Harley took uh, the production approach and Indian said, what well, we're doing purpose built parts because you're allowing us to. And then we'll sell some sort of version of that on the street.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what's interesting like, like because creative two writing, years later, sorry, sorry, Sean, I mean to step on you, but creative writing, that- writing podcast, they were talking about flat track and, uh, I, I didn't realize this and it's something I guess I could research a little bit, but, uh, wiggins was right because he he races hooligan and stuff like that he was saying that even the harley and i forget what model harley is racing now in american flat track but he said even the harley he's like you know even though it kind of like seems like more of a production engine he's like you can't get most of the parts that they use on that bike so it's almost like it's a moot argument you know it's it's kind of and i don't know if that harley's saying this but it's kind of like oh well it's not fair because indian has you know a pure race engine and we're not allowed to do that but Maybe they really are. It just doesn't look that way. You know, it's just theirs, n- theirs is not as good right now. <laughs> so
4: yeah, they just didn't, they haven't invested the money in a new technology. And that's, I think yeah, that's where yeah. you have to draw the line. You either, you either allow it and you can run whatever you want to run or, yeah. and if you're fall behind,
2: then you need what? to spend more money to catch up. Harley didn't believe in new yeah. technology. Go ahead and get out of your head. Harley
1: didn't believe it's in new technology. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. That I'll floor.
5: touch it right there.
0: I think you're uh, I think your <laughs> Skype line's breaking up there, Sean.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's gonna cut out. You well, know, what I started to mention a while ago was look what look what drag racing does. There's essentially two different kinds of drag racing. There is bracket racing, which tries to keep, you know, doesn't matter what kind of car you have, it keeps that you can't go faster than this, you know, so it keeps people competitive that way. But then you've got the other classes like like the, uh, you know, pro mod, top fuel funny car that are similar cars that are unlimited. You run what you want and see who can get down that track faster, you know. So I think there's room in all sorts of racing for those two schools of thought. One is let's try to keep it as close as we can so we can all be competitive. And one is let's see how much fun it is to run what you wrong. you know, come up yeah. with new stuff and see how fast you can go. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's always, um, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, it, it's, everybody's going to like what you like, you know, you're going to, you're going to gravitate toward one or, or the other.
4: So talk I think on- in a world where we're, where we're fighting for scraps, really for, for viewership you can't keep splitting everything up
2: you can't you're going to make it more you
0: you you, you, you you make
2: you make a good point a friend of mine i used to work for for an organization where we did a lot of fundraising and a good friend of mine used to say there's only so much money in the room you have to decide if you want to split it up more or keep it you know bigger chunks of it at, at a time but in that room there's only so much money so you're right in in motorcycle racing people watching it there's only so many people so either you're giving them a ton of choices and splitting all that up into splinters where nobody gets enough to survive or you're you're narrowing it down to where you get the the bigger the bigger pieces of it where maybe people have a chance to survive you're right though so every time they come out with a new Genre or a new class or a new type of race, and then you there's only so many people going to watch motorcycle racing, you're going to take that many more people from mainstream.
0: You yeah, know.
2: it's a good point.
0: So, we should dovetail back a little bit to what can we do to make it better? And I think you guys might be hitting on something there. Maybe it's a little too fragmented already, maybe it's a little in need of a little consolidation or some reorganization to stop splitting the pie so small.
1: Maybe. Yeah, could be
4: a yeah, bike and, and MotoGP and Moto America all join forces. They put all of that pool, all that money into one spot and they have one series mm-hmm. that everybody watches. I think the viewership would go up.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing I, I, I think that's a good point. The only thing I would say there is you probably would want at least two series because when you have competition, you generally get a better result, you know, than when you have like someone's got a monopoly on the whole thing. Hey, how who's how the many? Champion?
4: Yeah. If if you split it up like that with two series, who's the champion then?
0: Right, because then you're like, well, he's the GP champion. Oh, but he's never won a Superbike title, you know. And then you have that thing. Exactly, like just like the NFL and the AFL
4: joined together so that they could have one series and they had one championship.
2: How, how many of you guys watch local dirt track race you ever watch local dirt track racing i mean i, I used to race it oh yeah did oh, you yeah. watch local dirt track racing
4: occasionally yeah when,
2: when, when Those... do they race when do they race <laughs> i can tell you the answer to the question is is they race in the summertime do you, you know why they, they don't race in they quit racing in the fall do you know why they quit racing in the fall
5: cool gas okay, it's cheaper Nobody
2: watches football (laughs) for sure. Seriously. Because everyone's at your high school football game on Saturdays. They're at your college football game. Nobody's watching your local race. That's why. So it's almost like that. It's almost like maybe some of it is the more overlap you have of these different circuits. Then you're, then you're robbing from each other or you're trying to compete with, you know, too many things. Uh, and like I said, there's no perfect, you're never going to get all these guys to collaborate. You're never going to get all these guys to work together. But you've got to look at stuff like that. You've got to look at, at you know, that, that there's only so much time out there. There's only, there's only so many dollars people are going to spend, you know, if you're going to take a trip somewhere, where are you going to go? So you have to make that decision. Yeah. So if they, you know, we, we call it, you know, in, in, when I used to do uh competition shooting, you call it stepping on another man's shoot. You know, if, if a guy's had to shoot, you know, every every year the same weekend you don't go throw another shoot on that same weekend because one thing it's rude you're trying to take his guys but also you're probably not going to get a whole lot of uh, a lot of guys to come because i mean somebody's already got that so it's almost like that with a race and we and, and if you want it to survive you have to do you got to think about that stuff and you got to get it together but i i mean for me personally you know, you know, getting ready for this show and thinking about it, you know, I haven't so there there's plenty of chances. I have to support local motorcycle racing. Uh, road Atlanta is, is two and a half hours from me. Uh, there's Carolina motorsport park in, uh, I think it was in, what, in Kershaw? Kershaw uh, in South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Roeblings is down in, in, in Georgia. There's plenty of places I could go watch local racing. I, I just haven't made, made the effort so i, I that's what i'm going to try to do this next year is is make that effort and and yeah. and go and try to take friends try to you know because you know we you, you complain about not having racing on those levels that you know if you're not supporting it you know you're part of the problem so i know that i am and i'm, I'm going to stop being part of that problem so
3: so yeah, the other two quick thing talking about your dirt racing and being from upstate new york and rich being from pa there was Dirt track racing, and that was a big thing. I loved doing it. But you'd have a race on Friday night, Saturday night, and a Sunday night. All different tracks. So drivers could go from one track to another track to another track, so you had more attendance. Yeah. When I come down here to North Carolina, there's local tracks. Problem is, is they're all on Saturday night.
2: All on so ha- the same night.
3: You have one it's here it's in right. Wake County. You have yeah. one about an hour away, Saturday night. Well, if you split it up, then you'd get drivers from Friday night to come to Saturday night, so that was, I think, what hurts some of the racing. And then you know, kind Do you of,
4: you want to go to a race on Sunday night though?
3: Sunday I, afternoon? I yeah, I'd want to one Sunday afternoon. It'd be yeah, they'd be done by
0: like dinner time though.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I know that the
4: motocross in two thousand nine motocross went from a three day schedule where they qualified on Friday, Saturday, and then raced on Sunday, and on in 2009, consolidated to only race on Saturday. They did qualification racing on Saturday, and their attendance went up because people don't want to, to you know, on Sunday night be drunk, hungover on Monday morning when they go to, the,
3: when they go to yeah. work. It, it hurts now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that makes it, it, sense. It's just that's some tracks. I mean, I'm only, I only know one that currently maybe probably still does it, but that's it it's how can you fix it? And that's a way is you got a lot more attendance. You got to let people do it. And, you know, same thing with NASCAR. I mean, rich, you and I went to the 50th anniversary of Daytona. They had the backstretch and that was
0: now it's gone.
3: Now it's gone. Why is it gone? Well, so it makes it look like there's more people in the, at the event. Yep. Because they lost people. And that weekend, rich, I think that was the, it was a cool experience but I think that was part of my worst experience going to a race.
0: Yeah, same. Sadly, it was it was probably the worst race viewing
3: experience ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, and an I overall say the race best race was either Richmond or Bristol.
2: Oh, Bristol was a fun race to go watch, man. I loved that. Like racing on a soup bowl, man. Was, <laughs> that was a great race.
3: Yeah, it's a split
0: between Bristol and Richmond for sure. Both great tracks.
3: And I guess I go back with that, talking about Richmond, I guess one of the, my favorite ones I ever watched at Richmond was I went watch watched indie cars at Richmond. Going around that track, the f- one and two, side-by-side side mm. for 30 laps. Side-by-side, side, they're going in turns all the way around the track. That was 30 laps of nonstop. Just, that's all it was.
0: So, Sean, have, have you ever seen the, I don't know if they say WERA, the W-E-R-A the series Wheeling. run?
2: I, I haven't. No, I haven't. You were you were mentioning that, but I, I haven't seen that.
0: So their 2018 schedule looks like they started in the middle of March, and they went. They finished at New Jersey Motorsports Park, uh, where Chris was uh, in a weekend paired with uh, Moto America. So they started Where'd... at Roebling Road. They do the Talladega Grand Prix, um, HMGP. I'm not sure which one that is. That might be Pittsburgh. And then they also run at Barber. They run at VIR. And right, I yeah, I, I
2: haven't, yeah, but you know, Roblin Road is say its in Georgia. It's not that—it's not that far. And then, uh, you know, uh, Carolina Motorsports Park in Kershaw. You know, they put on more races all the time. I know they, they do a lot of a, uh, AHRMA racing, and um, you know, I know they're trying to get uh, get bigger. You know, so I mean, it's it's around us. I mean, especially like Road Atlanta and VIR. Those are yep. both not, not very far away. Those are, those are both tracks that, you know, you can go and watch some decent racing, you know?
0: Yeah. So those two are on my list for 2019 as a must see. Um, well, one, I want to go to Kershaw because I'm hoping that ends up being a track day, not just a race. Let's go. And then, and then I want to do VIR and Road Atlanta for sure. And possibly even squeeze in um uh, road. And road.
2: I'll pull so. the uh, pull the luggage off of the ST thirteen hundred, and we'll uh, make it a track day. Absolutely, we'll go.
3: You
0: track that thing? Let's do it. Shoot
2: ya!
3: <laughs> and then here's one back to Rico comment that Rico threw out about getting into NASCAR experience and have people do it and get in the cars. I think number one, I think the driving school or race schools have gone down, have closed up, and number yeah. two, the cost to do it for a normal person is through the roof. That there is not going to be availability because of the ins- i think liability insurance and everything for them to do it Well, even the track day i, I figure
0: it, it's yeah. going to be probably a 500 hundred dollar weekend if not more
2: there again another reason why the isle of man is great you know how much it costs to run the isle of man course nothing not a yeah zip. whatever it's a the, whatever the road. ferry
0: ticket costs
2: <laughs> that's exactly right it's a public road <laughs> driving anytime you want anytime they're not racing drive it all you want
0: and no speed limit and most no, of, most and of on
2: the mountain course only on the mountain course in the cities you gotta watch your speed but once you hit the mountain course yeah man i had a i had a uh, an s1000 rr come by me at about 150 so yeah i know there's no speed limit on that on the mountain course
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> nice very nice
0: so that's my contribution in addition to watching i'm gonna try to watch more moto america like i said and and uh, maybe flat track again. We'll see if this rules change spices up the racing at all. I mean, I hate that they do it that way, but I understand why they do it. And maybe it makes the racing better.
3: Oh, one more thing on racing. I don't think I covered this. Um, drag racing with Harley. And I think is it Suzuki's the other one that's big into drag racing? Yes.
0: Just Probably. Cars, yeah.
3: Yeah. So Harley is getting beat out. By Suzuki and Harley goes wines to NHRA and they get rule changes in the concessions. Yeah. Well,
2: but they've got their own racing, so they have the All Harley Racing Association or whatever, where you have to race a Harley, I and mean, that's where I'm talking you know, about the NHRA, the NHRA sanction, yeah yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, stuff. So I know Tom's big into into drag racing, and he's told me that you know they are very Harley's always complaining, always get some consideration in their favor, so. All
0: right, well, let's let's go around the horn. Let's give everyone a chance to talk about things we can do to improve it, either yourself personally or maybe have bigger ideas. So who wants to go first? I don't want to just call you out because you might want a minute to think.
3: <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll try to get into more. Maybe I'll try, like you said, Rich, flat track. Maybe okay. if I can range it up and do it. I'm not sure about hitting events. Maybe a possibility. I don't know. So, there's Come right.
0: to the road racing events with me. You can hand out some stickers. <laughs> yeah, and um, I got to give a shout out to Ted at the Motorcycle Man. He said we should do Loud Pipes Racing and somehow tie that into racing support. So maybe we'll do that. And That I think hey, sounds like a fantastic sticker to me.
2: Speaking of that, there is a, there's an olive Man team uh, called Team Obsolete. It, it <laughs> is, and they it, you you've seen that no no seriously listen to me now there's a team called Team obsolete and they are a bunch of average everyday guys that put together a, a team to go to Isle of Man and they they ask for sponsorship and when I mean they ask for sponsorship they want you to sponsor like a tire and like you know 500 pounds for for this or so they're really that type of grassroots you know, racing, racing. Grass racing. we should pull our money. And let's try to sponsor, get our name on Team Obsolete. We'll get loud pipes on on part of Team Obsolete. <laughs> look <laughs> it, look it up. It's it's a real that's that's a great idea. I love that. That's, a, love that's that.
5: A
0: really good idea. Love look it. at it now. They've they've got a, they have a 1972 Harley 750 XRTT that they race. I don't know where, but
3: look at well, that it's
0: thing.
2: Well, probably it's the it's the, it's the it's probably the classic TT in August. It's the classic TT.
3: Yeah, but I think they the also. Collection.
2: But I think yeah, but I think they also have a legit regular Isle of Man r- race team as well. I think, but but yeah, we should do that though. We should uh, we'll pull our money, even if, 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 even if it's a couple hundred bucks. See if we can get a small loud pipe sticker on 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 one of the bikes at, at Isle of Man.
5: Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, idea. looks and like
1: Bonus points point for Sean. Huh?
2: It, and it may be, I'm, I'm sorry, it may be team obsolete, maybe all classic bikes, but I'm sure there's some way we can, we can pull up enough money. Uh, we, we can find, I'll do some research on that. I'll make that my homework project. I, I'll, I'll see if I can <laughs> awesome. find us a way. I'll find us a way to get a small sponsorship. I mean, look, one of the biggest names in the sport, uh, Michael Dunlop hit one of his longtime sponsors is, uh, uh, uh the basically what we would call the dollar store here they call the pound shop in, in mm-hmm. England and Ireland around a pound is uh one of his longtime sponsors so hey if they can get their name on his leathers hey man loud pipes has got a chance
0: <laughs> all right chris you want to go next
1: sure um so that's a great question I, I think you know on the professional level um go to go to live races you know, go to at least two live races this year and, and spend money. I mean, that's, I mean, that's uh, okay. So these series are, you know, right at their money-making businesses, the more money we spend, (laughs) you know, the, the better they're going to do, the more, the more they're going to do on the amateur level. I don't know. I really have to research this. I think I had mentioned to you, Rich, in, in Slack. Like, I'm almost thinking about, and, and time is a big problem for me, especially weekends and stuff, but I'm almost thinking about finding a track that does amateur racing and, and just go volunteer or something, you know, be a corner worker or, you know, whatever, just for a day or a weekend and, and just get more connected with the community, you know, meet the guys that are racing, um, and, and kind of see where the, see where that goes just to kind of, you know, support it at the grassroots level. Nice. All right.
0: Nobby?
4: I liked Rico's idea. I think getting people interested in the personalities of the racers so that you're drawn in and personally have some investment in the racing is in important to get people to watch or be, you know, the, the, they call people fans because they're fanatics and get people to be fanatics. You have to be completely into the racing. And you can't do that by, one bike out leading for three quarters of the race and it's boring it doesn't draw people in people won't watch the the races that you have Mm -hmm. where they're battling to the last lap or to the finish line those races are so few and far between it doesn't it doesn't motivate people to watch i know i get bored and i am a fan so they got to do something to draw people in and get people
0: invested in it And and without that, I don't think it will ever grow. Very nice. Brother Hogan, you have more to add and we'll let uh, Sean shut it down.
5: Well, to to kind of piggyback on what everybody's saying, I think uh, just getting involved. I think, you know, not only for ourselves, but for the next generation, our kids, uh, getting them involved, to get them away from their phones and their iPads and their computers and getting them outdoors, experiencing things, get them wrenching on a motorcycle or a car or something to get them. Uh, involved in, in that aspect of, uh, or, or or that, uh, I can't think of a word, but just get them involved in doing these types of things where they get excited about sitting there, having fun, watching the bikes, knowing, you know, the different parts of the bikes. And so, you know, that sparks the next racer and, you know, and everything else that just sparks, you know, the kids to go on a different path where they, you know, don't want to sit in a desk in corporate America. They want to be out on the track, being free, being, You know, living, you know, I guess, and not just being a drone, you know, so that's part of it. And I think that's what we all try to do in the reason why we ride. We try to balance that out. Uh, But if we had a choice, we'd rather be out riding and having a good time and watching racing, I'm sure. And if we can make money by doing that, uh, even the better, right?
1: Amen, brother.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Preach. (laughs) Yeah.
5: (laughs) So I think, you know, more participation, like, like everyone was saying, just being more involved, um, just taking those steps and, you know, doing what we're just talking about, you know, sponsoring, going to these events, bringing our friends, you know, maybe, um, you know, getting, talking to, you know, again, again, our, our kids to see, you know, let's, let's do this, let's try this instead of going to the movies or something else, let's try something different. And, um, you know, and just taking advantage of all the opportunities we can to be out there and doing these types of things, to get more involved, to make more, you know, more to, to make motorcycles and cars and racing that more, that much more appealing to our young, younger generation. And a long way to seeing it. <laughs> yeah, ma- making it a family affair is definitely a good thing.
0: Well, one of my favorite motorcycle movies is Why We Ride. And, man, y- it's hard to watch that movie without getting a big lump in your throat. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, SB, bring it home for us, buddy. How are we going to fix it?
2: Uh, okay, first off, I did get my homework <laughs> assignment completed already. It's called nice. The People's Bike. The People's Bike. Look at the peoplesbike.com. Okay. There, it, there is a team that that asks for personal, personal donations to raise. Crowdfunding. Yeah, crowdfunding. Basically, it's crowdfunding. Basically, that's what yeah. it is. But, but yeah, I tell you what. What uh, a lot of what Brother Hogan is is said is is true. Getting getting people involved and getting kids. Cause I can tell you, if you wanna you wanna see a sport die, don't get young people involved in it. Don't take time to to help those guys. Don't talk to them about why you love it you know don't let those guys sit on your bike or touch your bike you know that that's the way you kill it but just the opposite of that's how you make it grow man get people involved like i say you know you know we talk about kids and it's, it's great to do that but even people that that you know may not be motorcycle people uh, try to get them involved tell them why you love it you know invite them to uh to functions where necessarily it ain't about riding a bike i mean it's it's you know you know, host a local bike show. But, but, you know, like others said, uh, well, like Chris said, you know, go to a couple of local events, you know, try to try to and, and spend money. You know, we, we always try to focus on ways we can, you know, get the hookup. And I'm, I'm the world's worst about it. I, I want to know somebody that's going to give me the hookup where I get in for you got free, a too, right? you, you eat for free. Yeah. And a t-shirt, there you go. And you get the t-shirts, <laughs> you know, but but spend your money because that is, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's a business. Those, those guys that, that sponsor these teams, I mean, they're wanting to see, they're wanting to see return off of that. So, you know, make sure that, you know, I mean, I I did it when I went to Austin this year, I went to all those those motorcycle manufacturers and I signed up on my email. I mean, I I get, you know, I get emails from these motorcycle companies that I have, you know, I I know I'm never going to go buy their, their bike, but I want to show that I supported them. I want to show I was there that I'm, I put my name on that list so they can email me their, their flyer. So they feel like they're getting, you know, that, that, that benefit from sponsoring it. And that's how you make it live, you know? So, you know, someone else said about volunteering. Yeah. You know, they, the big races, you know, especially like, like races like the Isle of Man, you can be a marshal If you want to go next year, if you want to go in 2020 and be a marshal you can you can volunteer go you know find out the uh the isle of man tt marshals association they'll train you they'll put you out they call it the orange army they'll put you out there in an orange uh vest and and you'll be part of the race you'll be helping put that race on i guarantee you that every local track needs those same those same guys those same marshals in the orange army you know go out there uh volunteer your time Uh, but you know most importantly just be there go there buy a ticket buy a beer, buy a t-shirt, uh, speak to people. And, you know, I think what we can do is, you know, I mean, I know that, you know, this being a, you know, a a big podcast and, and and there'd be people spread out all over the country. We can't all get together, but enough of us live close enough that, Hey man, let's plan some trips when the spring comes around and they're racing at Roblin road or they're racing at Kershaw or road Atlanta or VIR, man, let's plan a weekend trip and go watch that. I mean, we're already talking about getting together for Austin, which is a little bit, you know, bigger of a deal. But let's go to the local tracks and let's, uh, let's get the word out and let's support it because, you know, we all want it to, uh, to, to keep going. We want, we want to be able to, to see racing and to, you know, to, to experience it. And, and we want to get these kids seriously, y'all, I I don't have kids myself, but even I can see we need to get these kids off the couch, off the computer, off their phones and get them out doing something real in the real world, or it's going to end up biting us. But, uh. But this was a great idea. I'm glad, Rich. I'm glad you put this together. This was this was a great idea. I think that, you know, small steps like this, and maybe we can help the whole industry.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you know the spark we had about a year ago to do the, the new rider series. It's the same kind of thing. It's like we we love this. We appreciate it. We want to see it grow. You know, anything we can do to help, you know, we're happy to do so. Awesome. And the and the spoken wheel. You know, thanks guys for joining us on this first round table and we'll talk more about what we thought about it in the downshift once we uh, close down for the night.
1: Oh, cool. One, one quick thought I just want to throw out there. Cause, uh, just, you know, on this topic of what we can do, I think it's something that everyone, the listeners could do as well, is get involved in social media. You know, like uh, Facebook, Instagram, I follow Moto America, MotoGP, and I'm constantly, like, sharing stuff to my Facebook page. And I'm, I'm surprised, like, the number of non- motorcycle riders or you know people who i don't you know i don't they don't ride so i don't think they watch motorcycle racing but they'll comment on stuff so it kind of just helps you know get the exposure gets people looking at it and maybe you know you get some new eyeballs willing to look at this stuff great idea thank you sir absolutely
0: all right johnny john you want to cover our events real quick and we'll shut it down and shift it down a gear or two
3: sure my friend sure so uh, as Sean said, August, or April twelfth through fourteenth, we're planning on going to Moto GP in Austin, and we're still in the planning phases, and that's up to our buddy Chad. He's been the driving force on setting all that up for us, so and then June first in Salisbury, North Carolina, we're gonna have the East Coast meetup for Moto Mino again is the plan. Riches, is scarling hard, looking <laughs> at the map. Designing with his ideas. Not sure when, but I think it's going to be July 4th, weekend of 2019. We're going to have the Loud Pipes meetup someplace. Summer meetup 2019. That's right. place.
0: And then in and then, 2020, it's going to be at Isle of Man. Yeah, it is. Let's put right, that up. Yeah. On the yeah.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> Y'all have fun. <laughs> hmm. Sean's going to my place. I already, t- I already gave him permission. He's going to my place. John. All right.
1: John can't ride a spider there. Right. <laughs> no, I'll be on the <laughs> 1100
2: there. Trust me, one choice.
3: <laughs>
0: Put a third wheel on the ST. <laughs>
2: there you go. We can do that. We can do that.
3: And then uh, August 9th through 12th, I'm planning a trip to upstate New York. When? August. Nice. Oh, okay. Nine.
0: Nine. Nice. I want to go there with you. Get your tickets now.
3: So that's all we got in the plans for currently. In the lamp there, Mr. Warfield.
1: Very nice. And uh, M- MPC is what? May? I remember.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> like that, yeah.
1: Nice. Don't you let's not forget about that. Changing the date. Why are you hesitating there, John?
3: 2019. <laughs> I don't remember the date. So, yeah, May 29- May of 2019 is the MP fourth annual MPC.
0: Nice. Very good. Well, John and Rico, thanks as always. It's been another fun time. and I want to thank Roger, Chris, and Sean for joining us for our, our inaugural Spoken Wheel. Good times. Yeah, my pleasure. For it's us. been a been a,
1: yeah. been a blast. Great idea. It
0: was fun. Okay. And I would like to again thank the riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And if you're interested in joining that group, supporting the show and helping us get a bike on the track for Isle of Man, <laughs> go to loudpipes.net slash donate. <laughs> and we do the show. As often as we can, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, you can join us at loudpipes.net slash live. That will take you to our uh, Mixler page. Uh, That's M-I-X-L-R. They have a mobile application as well you can use. You get notified as soon as we go live. And additional information from this episode, we'll have some links um, on the topics we discussed this evening. Uh, That can all be found on the website, loudpipes.net slash 143. We have links there to leave us some feedback, which we just found out might not be working. So if you've sent us feedback in the last couple of months, uh, we apologize, but we are having that looked at. You can also subscribe to the show and, of course, follow us on social media. All right, Hogan, you still awake, buddy? Sometimes. All right, kickstands up.
5: Let's do this, Brutus.
0: All right, Johnny John.
3: Everyone be safe. Roger. Is he, no. is he sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
1: <Peter. laughs> He's getting a second beer. All right. Chris's turn. Uh, hey, everybody, get out and watch racing.
0: <laughs> All right. And Sean. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good night.
5: Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.